It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. We're going to be talking about some recent headlines on today's show. And the big one of the week, Angie, uh, came from some news about Zillow. They're getting out of the home flipping business or the eye buying business, as it's come to be known over the last couple of years. You want to kind of break all this down for us? Yeah, I mean, these are some, I mean, huge changes. And I think it took everyone by shock. You know, Zillow was probably the biggest player as far as eye buyers in the overall market across, you know, the country. There's others, you know, such as like Open Door and OfferPad, and then of course many, many other like smaller eye buyers. But you know, Ziller, 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 Zillow was a big player. Well, that's um, what we call it. That's what we call it here Ziller. in the South. Is Ziller. <laughs> yeah, right. Ziller. <laughs> Do you um, list your home on the Ziller? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> they probably, yeah, they've probably been named that a couple of times. Um, so <laughs> Zillow was, uh, you know, the the big player here. But you know, it's one of those situations that it's still a business, right? And when you are over paying significantly to get market share and then you aren't unable to sell for a a decent profit you know it's not a good business and you're eventually you're going to be upside down so you know that's pretty much what happened to Zillow you know they they lost hundreds of millions of dollars this uh, year in this program 50 million per month yeah they were losing at an incredible rate yeah yeah yeah. So, you know, it just it clearly was a bad business model. And I think their idea of, you know, gaining, you know, that that's what I've always heard is, you know, yes, they're overpaying significantly because they want to gain market share to almost like have control. But clearly that flopped on them. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, yes, they are no longer buying homes. You know, I feel bad for the people that are working within Zillow there. They it's been said that they're cutting probably about 25 percent of the workforce yeah. um, as a result of this. You know, who knows what the future of it holds? It could be very quickly a higher number than that. So a lot of people that are unfortunately out of jobs. Um, I know there's a, you know, I know a main real estate office locally here is the go-to for Zillow, right? And I know that's probably totally shift in their business model, right? Because that Zillow, having the partnership with Zillow and getting all of these flips and, you know, relists. So they were the buyer for Zillow, but also they then got all of their listings whenever they flipped them and listed them, you know, there goes a lot of their production. So I know those real estate companies that depending on, depending on that source, you know, it's going to be a shock for them and they're going to, need to look at other avenues, you know, to continue to do the business they're doing. Um, they also say that with Zillow, Zillow is holding 7,000 homes and looking to offload them to institutional investors and not individual home buyers. So I know, you know, I think we would all love for the inventory level to increase and hey, great, Zillow is going to offload all these homes. They will now be inventory for our buyers who can't find a home. But unfortunately, I think they're just looking for quick cash sales and to offload these quickly. And so they're selling them to investors. So um, it's a big shock for the overall real estate market. You know, I, I think that goes to show you that 
oftentimes we go on a listing appointment and, you know, people or the seller will state, well, my Zestimate says I'm listed here, sure. you know, yeah. um, and remember that that's an algorithm. And I think a lot of times that was a little bit of a sales tactic that unfortunately Zillow was using to win over sellers to get them to sell to them, but see where we're at today. So, you know, I think this is a lesson learned to follow the real estate experts in the world and not necessarily a business that was, you know, in it from themselves and then now has gone belly up. It's a great point. Yeah, I think this is just, uh, well, it's going to be interesting to see if there is continued fallout from this, additional ripples, that sort of thing. It was interesting yeah. because when uh, this announcement came out, their stock price obviously took a huge tumble. Oh, yeah. And interestingly, Open Doors also tumbled that day, not quite as much as Zillow. everyone probably freaked out, you know, yeah. and I can only imagine that a lot of people probably are selling off. Is it know, more of an stocks. industry problem or is it just right. Zillow was bad at it and, and you know, um, Open Doors maybe not or, you know, kind of what's the deal there? Um, you know, I, I, I am... I am seeing ones like Open Door that are not as aggressive with making the offer. So, you know, I, I think they're a little bit more cautious to overpaying and making sure they are being purposeful and understanding their numbers. And I think, and I know Zillow, they, from what it, my understanding is, they got ahead of themselves too. They were buying, 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 and they also just didn't have the employment to keep up with the amount of properties they are purchasing to then upfit them. And, you know, because not only is it, real estate professionals that are helping them to understand the value of a home to, you know, get them then resold. But you have all these contractors, right? And they just didn't have the bandwidth to, you know, maintain the amount of production that they were zipping through really, really quickly. So um, also these are the supply shortages, the increased costs of home improvement elements when, you know, if they're needing to do that to a lot of these homes to get them sold, their margins just got squeezed thinner and thinner. Right. And their margins were already very, very thin, right? And to them, it was a numbers game. Well, if we can do a very, you know, just a large substantial amount of, you know, purchasing and selling, you know, those margins, even though they're minimal, it, it adds up to be a lot. But you're right. I think that's a lot of it, too. The cost of lumber, the cost of, you know, just, you know, workmanship and all that good stuff, that all increased as far as the pricing goes. And so the margins got even tighter and it just wasn't sustainable. We have seen the iBuying model be kind of bounce around over the last couple of years and not just from the pandemic, but just ever since it kind of hit the scene, Angie, you've always been kind of talking about how, I don't know if this is here to stay. And yeah. we've seen different uh, the different markets that these places enter into, they'll kind of turn on and off the spigot. So at certain mm-hmm. times, they'll yep. Yep. start buying up again, then they'll just completely disappear out of a market for a while, and then they'll kind of yes. come back and then they'll disappear again. And It's just been kind of interesting to watch that. So hard to say it's a reliable uh, model at this point for a lot of folks. So that'll be something to watch over the next couple of months and see, again, what the continued fallout looks like. So if you were thinking of uh, selling your home to an iBuyer, and Zillow maybe was one of those options for you, uh, no longer, it looks like. And so uh, you may have to go the more traditional route. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that as we go through the show today. In fact, one of our mailbag questions has to do with that. Uh, But if you want to talk to Angie Cole a little bit about buying or selling your home, she's got lots of good options for you to discuss. 919-538-6477 is the number, or you can text the word SAVVY to the number 21,000 to access all of our show resources today as well. Again, text the word SAVVY to the number 21,000 to check all of that out. All right, well, that wasn't the only headline that uh, hit this past week, Angie. Another one I thought was worth bringing up on today's show was about uh, boomers. 
uh, baby boomers battling millennials. If you're a baby boomer wanting to downsize your home, what's happening is that you're going up against millennials who are trying to snatch up a bunch of starter homes. And we have talked extensively on this show about there aren't a lot of starter homes out there in those smaller sizes. Uh, The inventory is very low. In fact, the availability of homes that are around the 1,400 square foot range has fallen to a 50-year low. That's according to Freddie Mac. And so we're getting these different age groups kind of competing for the same homes, Angie. And that's creating, uh, I won't say problems, but it's creating, you know, tension and, uh, and, and, you know, issues for people who are trying to snag those homes. Have you seen that locally? You know, I, I think we have as well. And I do think it's a little bit tougher for baby boomers to potentially win because, you know, they are looking more for a forever home. And I think when you're looking for the forever home, you're not looking to buy a home that is substantially overpriced. Because when we have these conversations with our buyers, you know, we show them, all right, you're in a multiple offer situation, clearly because of the limited inventory that we have with these, you know, smaller homes that they're interested in. But you are overpaying in today's market. But if you stay in the home for this amount of time, you then are at, you know, the price point or you're even above because of the appreciation. But we're seeing with baby boomers, you know, they're not looking to be in the negative per se when they buy a home. So I think just understanding the market and kind of swallowing the the negatives that go along with purchasing in, in today's market, um, I, I think it can be a little bit tough for them right now. So we are seeing that, but I mean, it's affecting everyone, you know, just a limited inventory. But yes, you're, you're exactly right that the kind of the availability of the homes around that 1400 square foot range, you know, is falling at an all record low because we just have just everyone looking at the same type of product, right? So it's tough. It's tough out there. I was surprised to see the stat that 28% of transactions last year were from yeah. those looking to downsize. That seems like that's such a significant number. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have an answer there. You know, I, I know because I thought I, during I the know. pandemic, people were looking for bigger spaces and more room because we were spending so much time at home. So, just interesting. Yeah. But I'm just trying to think about what percentage of the population do baby boomers consist of? Qu- do quite, they make a, up? quite, quite a large percentage. Yeah. Well, yeah, so there big. you go. So you know, the typical baby boomer is not looking to upsize, right? Because now they yeah. become empty nesters, and you know, it's only you know. You know, maybe husband and wife living in the home, the kids are out. So most of them are looking to downsize. So I think that's why we're seeing such a, you know, a substantial amount or a high percentage transactions in 2020 that were looking to downsize is because we have such a large, you know, baby boomer population. And so, makes, yeah. makes sense that uh, millennials, yeah. we finally, you know, have been hearing the last two, three years, they're finally entering the home market and, and buying homes after renting for a longer period of time. So those two things exactly. are kind of colliding right now. So interesting to see. Uh, last but not least, one other headline here. Is it a blip or are buyers pausing their searches? So even though it's now November, we just got some September numbers in, and it shows that pending home sales were down about 8% nationally compared to a year ago, and that contract signings had decreased 2.5% approximately from the prior month, indicating that some buyers might be pausing their searches and waiting to re-enter the buying market in 2022. That was a quote from the uh, National Association of Realtor Chief Economist Lawrence Yun. Is that a uh, something that you are seeing locally as well? Do you have a few of your buyers saying, you know what, we're going to just pause for the final two months of the year and pick it back up in 2022? 
Yeah, um, we have seen that, um, and, and but I think that happens every year, kind of seasonality. A seasonal thing, right? Yeah, yeah I, I really think that's definitely more of a seasonal thing for sure. You know, it's around the holidays; people are busy. You know, and especially in today's market, if they feel like they're stressing a little bit about the home buying process because the inventory just doesn't exist. You know, hey, let's wait, let's see what happens next year. The gates typically flood open; more homes are on the market. Um, but also, I, I think that that also correlates with just a limited amount of inventory. So inventory levels are even lower than where they were just a year ago. So then naturally, pending sales will be down just a little bit too. If there's nothing to buy, your pending sales would be down. So I think there's that correlation as well. It's a great uh, thing to kind of start thinking about is how many buyers are out there, how many people are looking to sell, what the market's going to look like in a couple of months. And one of the reasons, uh, back to the Zillow uh, conversation to kind of uh, uh, you know, put a bow on this, Angie, the, all of these headlines. It's about the, you know, unpredictability of the market. And Zillow basically admitted we're not good at being able to predict where the prices of homes are going to be in six months or however long after we buy a home and go to sell it, you know, what that dollar amount is going to look like. So if one of the biggest players in the game doesn't know how to predict these things and figure it out, it's a good lesson for all of us that it's hard to predict the future. And that's why you kind of just have to evaluate what's in front of you, see what's a good situation right now, and why timing the market and all that jazz is a really difficult process to do, isn't it? Yes, most definitely. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.